0: What's up, Heard That Nation? Y'all have asked, and you've asked, and you've asked, and it's finally opened. The Heard That With Marisa online store at HeardThatWithMarisa.com. I got the merch. Finally happened. Swaggy tees, amazing hats, other kinds of different merchandise that I got on there. Check it out today. Thank you for supporting your girl. Uh, fill up a shopping bag with all kinds of stuff. Give away as gifts or keep it for yourself. All kinds of amazing swag and merchandise. Check it out today. Heard that with Marisa.com. I appreciate your support. One of the amazing things that I love to do with my time, I love working out and serving in the community. And through that time, I have met some amazing people and I have met some extraordinary kids. And the one thing, believe it or not, that kids love and ask for is books. Because many of them, I found that they, they absolutely love reading, which is absolutely incredible. Um, I am so proud that I've met an incredible man uh, by the name of Trevor Romain, and he is an author. He's an illustrator that has the most amazing, amazing literature for kids and for educators and for teachers, as well as parents. You have to check out his books. You have to check out his digital downloads. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. If you go to trevorromain.com, uh, T-R-E-V-O-R-R-O-M-A-I-N, no E at the end.com. Check out all of his materials that he has, all his books, all his literature and digital downloads. You can save 15%. All heard That listeners, if you check it out, save 15% at the end of your checkout. Use the code heardthat H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T, and save 15%. You, I'm telling you what, it is some of the best materials out there that can help children and families become happier, healthier, and more confident. So use the code that save 15% off at trevorromaine.com today. What's up, Heard That Nation, listening in the United States and around the world? You're listening to your girl, Marisa, here on the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. Before I get started on all the trending topics, because that's what this show is all about, trending topics that are happening on social media that people are talking about, there's one to the exception today that I'm not going to dive into, because this episode, I'm going to give people their flowers. Um, there was so much going on TV, Oscars and the Grammys, and we just wrapped up with a national championship of two incredible teams and the tournaments that just concluded and everything else, and baseball is back. But the big important thing, I want to give a shout-out to my amazing sister. Uh, I became an auntie again. Uh, She just had uh, a baby boy on April 4th. Uh, My little Noah finally came Oh, he was a week and a, almost a week and a half late. I went there to visit her because uh, I was planning to be in the room with her and uh, you know give some support and you know doula practices and everything. And uh, he would just not come out. He was uh, enjoying just uh, club uh, club womb, uh, whatever was going on in there. He wanted to stay in there. So he finally came out, uh, sharing a birthday with uh, the great Maya Angelou. Uh, So he is here, he is healthy, mom and baby are healthy I'm so excited I'll get to see them down the road uh, sometime this month So I wanted to give her some acknowledgement because she listens to the show So um, congratulations to my beautiful, incredible, strong sister, Naomi Uh, My niece, Noelle is now officially a big sister So uh, I know that she will be excited She's almost two years old that uh, she'll have somebody there to play with And uh, they'll grow up and be amazing humans on this planet. But like I said, uh, I want to give flowers to some things I think that people have overlooked when we had so much stuff going on on television and the drama and the chaos that is still lingering from the Oscars, which I'm not going to talk about because you know what? It's been drawn out. It's been on every media platform, on every uh, podcast, every show, in uh, digital Magazines online and discussed and dissected and cancel cultured and all this other stuff. And there was so much in that show that, uh, for me, I had to watch that part after you know what people are calling slapgate over again just to capture the great moments that happened, uh, before and then after that, you and shift my focus for that. So we'll talk about that. Uh, I'll get into that in a moment, but. I want to give a shout out to the NCAA tournaments, uh, the men's and the women's concluded. Uh, great game last night between North Carolina, the number eight seed and the number one seed that was left in the tournament, the Kansas Jayhawks. And the Kansas Jayhawks won uh, last night, 72 to 69. Uh, great, great, great game um, in all aspects. It was The games that I like... Is, is not those one-sided games. I used to be that person who was one-sided games because everybody knows and has been listening to the show uh, for a while or they know me for many years before even the, sh- the, the podcast even existed, know that I am a huge Michigan fan. And so I wouldn't mind if it was my team and they was blowing them out, you know, because I would have that bragging right as my team uh, would go and win the championship or won a particular game against an arch rival. Uh, I I really enjoyed this one. It looked like that North Carolina was going to run away with it. Like, they could not do anything wrong in the first half. Um, I would say they really stifled Kansas after, like, six or seven minutes uh, left in the first half. And, I mean, for Armando Baycott, who was questionable going into the game for North Carolina, the center, they really needed him because he's just a bully underneath that basket. He had rolled his ankle, his right ankle, in the previous game Um, To get to uh, the championship game. So there was a lot of speculation and talk of if he's going to be able to play uh, and, you know, let alone, you know, how many minutes is he going to get in the game. And he did very well in this game. I think he had 15, 16 points. um, And he was playing, you know, he wasn't running like you, uh, if you've watched North Carolina play. And him being part of the team, you didn't see him run up and down the court aggressively like he normally does because he was favoring that ankle. Uh, But whatever he did underneath that basket, he was being uh, a bully underneath that basket and getting those shots to fall in and uh, grabbing those rebounds. I mean, he was just he was just a monster underneath that basket. It was just a bummer to see. I think it was like 38.6 seconds left where he had rolled that exact same ankle. And ironically, it was on a loose Uh, floorboard in the court Um, come to find out uh, there was some uh, news outlets that had said that's how he had injured his ankle Uh, but it was just a bummer to see him go out after having such a great game and it was just intense down the stretch but here's the thing that was just uh, interesting in, in that aspect was North Carolina was up 15 points at the half 40 to 25 and I was like, please don't let these be one of these games where they just, you know, they come in the second half and Kansas has no answer and or they don't make it interesting and, you know, North Carolina may end up winning it, but, you know, Kansas don't give any effort and whatever the case that may be. But it was uh, 15 at halftime, 16 at the beginning of the starting. I think there was a, a foul um, and they got one out, one out of two shots, whoever was fouled. But I'm just like, are you, you got to be kidding me. Uh, of how this all just transgressed and, and took place. And whatever Bill Self, Coach Bill Self of the Kansas uh, Jayhawks, had said at halftime, whatever he done at halftime, I don't know if he went and, like, you know, had the Space Jam team from the original Space Jam, the Looney Tunes, like, ship him some secret stuff. I don't know what it was. But this team came out and completely um, was the team that I saw in the tournament that just owned – uh, teams to, to get to the position where they were at to get to the championship game. Um, this was the team that I saw that bullied Villanova uh, all game long. This is the team that it, it, they, they were absolutely incredible and it was so many lead changes and ties. And I think I heard Ernie Johnson say on uh, the TNT uh, networks or TBS networks and TNT networks because he they was the ones that hosted the national championship and it was there in New Orleans that each team had 18 minutes and 31 seconds exactly how long they led, which that is a crazy stat right there. Um, So uh, David McCormick had 15 for the Jayhawks. Uh, Armando Baycott, like I said, for North Carolina, that had a really great game, rolled his ankle, unfortunately, with seconds left in the second half. Uh, He also had 15 points. Um, But... I I have, And also a question, too, like they allowed them to come back, evaporated that 15 point lead, and then just some shot selections with North Carolina that I just didn't I just didn't understand. They had ample amount of time, even though that Kansas down the stretch and towards the end of the game had taken the lead. And then there was a questionable call. um, And I can't recall the player's name that stepped out of bounds, but it looked like he stepped on the line. It was a little iffy there. I don't know if that was an out-of-bounds call. I'm not sure, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, looking back at the the replays and everything else. But they called it out-of-bounds. Ball went back to North Carolina. Caleb Love had it, looked good, didn't need to shoot to three, in my opinion. Uh, I They had plenty of, of, of time, even though it was seconds. I think they put 4.3 seconds on there to draw up a really quick play to where they could have got it up to. Uh, the defender underneath the basket since make uh Baycott was not there, but there was an open spot to where they could have, you know, try to foul McCormick, which was that was surprising because McCormick had three fouls for Kansas in the first half and they didn't do anything to shut him down to get him a fourth foul or try to do anything um, of that. So that was a huge adjustment on, on bill self and the coaching team as far as that, because he didn't pick up another foul in the second half and, um, But 4.3 seconds, there's a lot that you can do, or, you know, not a lot, but you can come up with a really great play, and it didn't happen. Um, And Caleb Love missed uh, horribly, unfortunately, from the basket, and then, you know, Kansas City hoisted – Kansas City, my fault. I'm thinking football at the same time. Kansas Jayhawks uh, hoisted off the uh, NCAA uh, championship, national championship trophy. Uh, So kudos to them. Uh, Well-deserved. And before that game, there was a women's championship game that was also for the ages. And man, I mean, both of these championship games did not disappoint whatsoever. Shout out to Dawn Staley and the South Carolina Gamecocks, uh, winning their second title—the uh, second, the first one since uh, five years ago—they won in 2017. Uh, both under Dawn Staley, uh, who is a tremendous, phenomenal coach, been uh, with the organization for uh, 17. No, 14, 14 seasons, 14 seasons now, um, went up against another powerhouse, a legend, Gino Ariyama and the Yukon Huskies. Uh, this was a really, really tight game as well as lead changes went back and forth. Uh, Aaliyah Boston, player of the year in my book. For now, I mean, she she's going to be uh, incredible in the next level for the WNBA. Destiny Henderson led all scores for uh, the Gamecocks with 26 points. Uh, I have been a, a, a an, I want to say a fan. I'll say it. I've been a fan of Dawn Staley since the early days of when she was a point guard at uh, University of Virginia. When she had those rubber bands around her wrist and she would snap them on. Her wrist when she would, you know, miss a play or miss a rebound or miss a basket, or whatever she would snap them on her wrist. I mean, she was one of those in- intense point guards that was really good at her craft, uh, you know. And then involved in the WNBA, and then while in the NBA, uh, WNBA, having the opportunity to coach at Temple, uh, I think she had mentioned she said about 29, 30 years old, uh, and you know, going forward on, on that aspect, and then from Temple on to South Carolina and just completely turning that organization, that program around. And she had shared a story, I I think, with um, CBS this morning and with Dana Jacobson, who did a really good piece. If you have time, you need to look that up. It's um, an interview that she did with coach Staley about the upbringings that she had. I believe she's the youngest of uh, five kids, five or six kids, the, the youngest. And, you know, how many jobs that, you know, her her mother had to work to support all of them, single mom. And, you know, her developing her gift and her passion and her love for football, for football, for basketball. I don't know why I have football in the brain today, even though that it's April. uh, I saw a few spring games this weekend, and I'm just excited about uh, college football coming up. So... That whole piece that was going on uh, about that and then going into uh, coaching, she had talked about another coaching legend, Carolyn Peck, who had led the 1999 uh, Purdue Boilermakers to a national championship, and it was historic in that right which uh, Coach Peck was the first woman, man or woman of color, uh, first woman of color to win a national championship. And when she did uh um she had cut you know cut down the nets, which is traditional for uh winning teams. She had taken a piece of the net and had sent it to coach Staley uh and said that you know your time is coming and you're definitely going to make it happen, you're gonna win multiple titles and everything else and what was cool in that aspect is when Coach Staley won her first title with South carolina um that she had taken portions of the net. And had sent pieces of the net to other coaches of color, other women that are coaching teams, that were coaching teams of color, and they had posted up their videos of receiving uh, in a small enclosed case a portion of that net that Coach Daly had in her possession, and sent an amazing, incredible encouragement letter to all of them of their journeys that they are on of women, not only women, women of color, women of color that are coaching uh, these great. Uh, these women teams in college. That is something that is just legendary and what legends are made of. So uh, I'm just in awe of what she has done. She's the first woman, man or woman of color, to win multiple titles. And when you think of Dawn Staley, now you have to put her name up there with the uh, Tara Vandermeer, who I thought that they were going to meet into the finals until UConn took care of that. i um, thinking of Tara Vandermeer, Pat summit, uh, the late Pat summit. you know, Gino Ariyama, Muffet, McGraw. Yeah, you have to put Don Staley's name in that and give her her flowers and acknowledgement as far as that is concerned. Uh, she's really uh, has done everything she can. And I hope one day to get her on the show. I know she's got a podcast herself, uh, has really done a phenomenal job, I believe in, in getting people to notice more about women's basketball and women's college basketball and the WNBA. She's been a, a, an advocate, a, an ally, a supporter of that. So uh, shout out to her. Shout out to this incredible team. Uh, congratulations to them for winning uh, the NCAA uh, Women's Championship and Kansas Jayhawks. And here's the thing, too that people need to realize in, you know, all these fun facts that uh, pop up all the time on online. I did not know this, but in 2020, both of these teams, Kansas and South Carolina women's team, they were both ranked number one going into the tournament. And that was that canceled season that happened. So to have them both be ranked number one in the 2022 uh, tournaments, respectively, and then go and win uh, their national championships uh, the other night and then uh, it's, it's absolutely incredible. So shout out to both of them. Uh, that was absolutely awesome. Don't you go anywhere. The Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast will be right back after a brief pause to hear from our sponsor. One of the amazing things that I love to do with my time, I love working out and serving in the community. And through that time, I have met some amazing people and I've met some extraordinary kids. And the one thing, believe it or not, that kids love and ask for is books, because many of them I found that they, they absolutely love reading, which is absolutely incredible. Um, I am so proud that I've met an incredible man uh, by the name of Trevor Romain, and he is an author. He's an illustrator that has the most amazing, amazing literature for kids and for educators and for teachers as well as parents. You have to check out his books. You have to check out his digital downloads. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. If you go to TrevorRomaine.com, uh, T-R-E-V-O-R-R-O-M-A-I-N, no E at the end, .com, check out all of his materials that he has, all his books, all his literature, and digital downloads. You can save 15%. All heard that, listeners. If you check it out, save 15% at the end of your checkout. Use the code heard that, HEARDTHAT, H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T. And save 15%. You I'm telling you what, it is some of the best materials out there that could help children and families become happier, healthier, and more confident. So use the code heard that. Save 15% off at trevorromaine.com today. And welcome back to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. And then of course, you know, at the end. And I saw my East Coast uh, uh, friends and family and those that are fans of the show uh, really talking about how late these games come on. Sorry, East Coast. I know 9:18 was a long time for it to start on the East Coast. Uh, and I think they ended a little bit shy of midnight uh, because you got to stay up and watch One Shining Moment, you know, and they go through and reflect of all the 68 teams that uh, made it in there. I hope to see what I really would like to see is that they combine the men's and the women's into One Shining Moment. That's just my opinion because there were some one-shining moments that were in uh, both of these tournaments that I, you know, want to acknowledge. I mean, big thing that I noticed is that double-digit seeds – I mean, throw the seeds out the window. I mean, we had North Carolina as an eight seed, and they played like they was the number one seed. You had your number one seeds fall early. Baylor fell early. Um, I'm trying to think of the other ones that that also were ranked number one, that they they fell early. Um, and it got eliminated, but North Carolina, number eight, then you had the incredible, incredible run of the St. Peter's Peacocks, uh, just went in there and upset Kentucky and then just took it all the way to the elite eight. Uh, they, they were an an astounding and amazing team coached by, uh, Shaheen Holloway, who is now the head coach of, you know, yeah, the team that he played on. Seton Hall, there we go. He was a star uh, point guard for Seton Hall, so he congratulations to him. He is a star. uh, He is the head coach over now at Seton Hall. 15 seeds, or 15 seeds, double-digit seeds did not care in this tournament. Uh, Underdogs did not care in this tournament. If you thought, you know, when you filled out your bracket and there was no perfect brackets after the first round was completed – uh, there's so many, there was, I believe there was over like a million, million, million and a half, two million brackets that were filled out or more. I'm not sure about the exact numbers, but all I know is that, uh, ESPN, all the alerts that were popping up on my phone were saying there are no perfect brackets left. And it was the conclusion of the first round the next night. Uh, that's how these double digit seeds just came and shocked everybody, or they had a higher rank seed and they shocked everybody. Arkansas had an amazing run coach, Eric Musselman, uh, I, I hope that he stays with the program. If that, if so, they need to pay the man. If not, there's other programs down there on there that are probably looking at him. I mean, Seton Hall pulled Shaheen Holloway uh, from St. Peter's. Who knows what they're going to do with Eric Musselman if he ends up staying with Arkansas. But what an incredible run by uh, Arkansas-Miami. Um, you know, I should have never, ever bet against uh, Jim Laranaga. He he's the same person that took George Mason several years back <laughs> to the Final Four as an 11 seed. So I should have learned my lesson when it came to that that he was going to do something amazing with Miami. Um, you know, so that was an incredible run, and to see so many of these teams highlighted highlighted of their accomplishments and what they've done was uh, was um, great to see. Uh, the on the women's side, yeah, the Creighton's women basketball team. Ranked number ten, they, they uh was in all the way to the elite eight, uh South Dakota. I mean, any of y'all that filled out a women's bracket, did you pick South Dakota? Besides those that are South Dakota fans, I surely didn't. I surely didn't. And shout out to uh, Kim Barnes rico head coach of Michigan Wolverines, a ladies team. Uh, not only they they, I mean, they set so many records. it's, it's not even funny. And it's absolutely astounding. Being the, the higher seed that they are, I think that's the highest that they've been in the tournament. Number three, uh, them being in the top ten for a moment of time in the top twenty five uh, poll. Um, Nas Hillman over two thousand points scored the most between uh, any any college athlete of I think men or women uh, than in basketball. I mean, it's just a phenomenal, phenomenal athlete that she is. Just a gift. Uh, it'd be sad to see her go as well as the other, I think there was five seniors on that team. It was just, they were so amazing and so incredible to watch. Uh, I was really pulling for them. I thought they were going to do go into the final four, but man, Louisville was just too good. They were absolutely so good. And here's the thing though, anybody that would have made it as far as they did any team. Uh, and you face South Carolina, no one was going to beat South Carolina. There was no way in the world. This team was retooled from a year ago where they had heartbreak, the last-second shot that did not fall in, and then everybody – and she talked about it at the end of Leah Boston, talked about, you know, everybody saw me with a picture of me crying and devastated and everything else, and now I'm crying tears of joy because I'm, you know, holding up this national championship trophy. Uh, but nobody was going to beat them. Uh, Coach Daly had that team just tooled and focused in the zone more so than any other team that I've seen. And and kudos again, shout-out to all the teams that made it into that tournament uh, that went as far in, in you know, blew people's ex- expectations. Uh, but South Carolina was just on a whole different uh, caliber. So uh, congratulations again to all those teams and those that made it and those that pulled those upsets and those that burst brackets. Um, Cause mine was pretty much DOA by the time I got to the final four. So for this one shining moment, we're going to talk about the low low hits uh, that I took on my brackets for sure. But, uh, And then the team that got to the championship had to be a, another team and it was the first time ever that they met for uh, a chance at the title that was Duke. Uh, North Carolina and Duke. You know, that's what everybody wanted to see. and so it did happen because North Carolina got past St. Peter's uh, to make it to the final four where they were uh, Duke was right there in the on the wings. and they um, pretty much had dominated that game and sent Duke packing, which ended a historical. Incredible uh, college um, college career, uh, college head coaching career for Coach K. Um, I didn't realize he was there since 1980. That he has been coaching that same exact team for since 1980. Uh, Three Naismith Coach of the Year titles, five NCAA titles, 13 regional Final Four appearances, 15 ACC tournament titles. Ends his um, incredible career 1,202 and 368. Um, I think he's five titles behind uh, the great John Wooden. I think John Wooden has 10. But my goodness, I mean, he coached in the United States uh, Olympics and led the men to some uh, gold, uh, the gold medal. I mean, whatever this man has been involved in and has done has been absolutely historic. And, you know, happy retirement to uh, Coach Mike Krzyzewski. I know I'm butchering his name. That's why I say Coach Coach K uh, for all that he has done for the game of basketball and for, um, for the college game itself. And then, you know, now seeing what Duke is going to do and then this new coach and this new chapter, um, uh, is going to be interesting to see. So, uh, you know, hope he enjoys his retirement. I don't know what he's going to do next. Maybe get some golfing. I know he's, t- he talked about he's spending more time with his family and the grandkids and the great grandkids. So, uh, 75 years young saying happy trails and going on with the the rest of enjoying his retirement. So kudos to him. Congratulations to him for an outstanding college career. And it's hard for me to say that because he did uh, beat my team in the national championship in the early 80s against the Fab Five. Um, So, but, you know, you got to give credit where credit is due because he is a a phenomenal coach, uh, and it's going to be forever in the record books of what he's done. So I had so many people, so many people, uh, message me about when you're going to do a podcast episode about the Oscars. When are you going to recap? When are you going to talk about, uh, the, you know, thing that happened that, you know, shifted dynamic and everything else. I'm not, I already said it at the top of the show. I'm not, but I want to highlight some of those before I get on out of here of some of the great moments that happened in the show. And again, I had to watch that from that moment between Will Smith and Chris Rock. Uh, I had to watch after that uh, because the dynamic had shifted. And I was, you know, talking to my friend, Prasanna, who was on the show previous. uh, And, you know, him and I gave our Oscar predictions on on the last episode. And we had messaged each other, you know, it was like, oh, my gosh, did you focus on You know, could you have focus on it? He's like, no, I couldn't have. I had to, you know, do everything I can to just shift back focus on, okay, there's more awards, there's more things that are happening, there's, you know, more dialogue with the the three hosts. Uh, Shout out to Wanda Sykes, Regina Hall, and uh, Amy Schumer. They were really great at being hosts that night. That was very historic because that was the first time three people, three women, two of color ever hosted the Academy Awards. Uh, So shout out to them. And I know that they had to get the dynamic back and the audience back into... Uh, the frame of excitement and what the Oscars was all about. Um, shout out to Will Packer and the production team of Will Packer Productions, uh, first person of color that led a whole entire, it was the whole entire production team of color that had produced the Oscars, the Academy Awards. Uh, and I really hope that it happens again, despite the, uh, the what had happened what had taken place. It was an incredible, incredible show overall of what he done, what he has done. Um, the in memorandum, in, mem, in, in memory of, let me say that. I don't know what's going on today. In memory of, in memorandum, there we go. <laughs> I promise I wasn't drinking. Um, that was really, really good. I was looking at some of the audience members, uh, when they were showing all the people that had passed in, they left their mark on what they have done in Hollywood, And then someone was, like, going, okay, why is this, like, kind of upbeat? Like, what are they doing? Like, they got a whole full choir out. This girl is all here singing, you know. I'm going up yonder. Like, they made this whole soulful, everything. I loved it. I loved it. When someone has done something great, especially in the entertainment industry, whether it be an actor, an actress, uh, a person that has done sound and editing and music and posers and all of that, and they've contributed all their talents into movie and television and film or whatever, what have you. It their life should be celebrated. It should be absolutely celebrated. I love the whole entire production. I love the the that it that was uplifting, that it was, you know, we did lose uh these incredible people and the gifts that they had, you know, and the ending of it. They had um uh, Betty White. And they had Jamie Lee Curtis come out with this adorable dog and how Betty White was an advocate for animals and, you know, in adoption and everything else. And the cool thing was John Travolta at the end had adopted, I think the dog's name is Mac and Cheese, had adopted the dog that Jamie Lee Curtis was holding. And and he adopted the dog for his youngest son. Uh, so that was, you know, a cool thing that happened at the end um, um, of the Oscars and, and later on it was in the news. But... I, I loved the, the dynamic of it, that it wasn't, you know, drawn out, that it wasn't sad or anything else like that there. Um, it, it was it was absolutely beautiful how it was done. Um, Samuel L. Jackson getting an Academy Award. Mind you, it was not televised. It was at the Governor's Awards. That was so cool. Getting introduced by Denzel Washington. I was reading about it and how he... They had a little clip online about... They talked about all the achievements, not, not Samuel L. Jackson's movies, but the achievements that him and his wife and the, and the nonprofit organizations that they are all involved in. And, it, I mean, I stopped counting after t- after 10 of them. It is incredible what this man, you got to read about and pull it up and check it out for yourself, what these, these causes that Samuel L. Jackson is part of and his wife is a part of. Uh, they are people that really, really uh give back and they're all about their community and helping others. And it it is I have so much respect for him more because of that. Uh, I'm a kind of person that you're famous and you're you're out there and you're doing your craft and everything else, but what can you do for your communities? And I've had, you know, guests on the show that have talked about what they have done for their communities and how it makes them feel and how much of an impact that it has done in their lives. So I I mean, shout out to him and, you know, getting the Academy Award for his contributions of all kinds of things that he has done. I mean, who didn't like Snakes on the Plane? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But he has done so many incredible movies and he's talked about uh, his, you know, first time auditions and overcoming addiction and, uh, you know, honing in on his craft and he, it's amazing. He, he, he seems ageless to me. At 73 years old, what else is this man going to do? What can he do? Uh, so uh, it's incredible. His career, uh, it, it's phenomenal. So congratulations to Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, one of my movies that I absolutely adored that won, best movie, best picture, Coda. Uh, people, please see it. Absolutely incredible. Shout out to Troy Kotzer, winning best supporting actor. Um, It made me go back into school. I'm now currently taking classes, uh, Oklahoma School of the Deaf, and and, uh, doing ASL sign language. Just, It it was such a beautiful, beautiful film. I hope people check it out and uh, let me know what you think and and your thoughts about it. Heard that with Marisa.com. I would love to hear your feedback on any of the movies that were highlighted uh, for Best Picture. And then you had uh, Summer of Soul. Uh, that that was an incredible documentary or the events that was televised. I did not know none of that happened. Uh, in 1969, you heard about Woodstock and the events that took, care, that took place there, but you didn't hear, many people didn't hear about this event that took place in Harlem, New York. Uh, and uh, Questlove put that, and in the, in the other folks that was part of it, put that all on the map and made this documentary absolutely like a musical masterclass. Another one that I uh, recommend for you to check it out. Summer of soul of the events that were not televised, check that out. I believe it's on Hulu. Um, it's, it's absolutely worth the time, uh, for you to, to watch that. Um, and then, you know, the Grammys, of course, the Grammys took place. I watched a little bit of it. Uh, I saw that, uh, Olivia Rodrigo won for best new artists, you know, Silk Sonic won four awards. I mean, Bruno Mars can sing the phone book to me, and I would buy it. I would download it. Uh, his voice is that magical. But I just wanted to highlight and give flowers to John Batiste, uh, winning album of the year. Uh, shout out to him. Just absolutely incredible and incredible. And he he, he performed Freedom at the um, uh, at the Grammys, and I got to catch that. And ah, oh, the energy, and he had the audience on their feet, and his voice, and the I mean, just just well deserved. Uh, you know, he's a newlywed in, in prayers going up for his wife, uh, that is going through again, a second bout of leukemia. So, uh, pray that all is well. She had a bone marrow transplant. So I pray for her full recovery, but, uh, incredible night at, at, at the Grammy. So if there's something that you think of that I talked about here that you want to give a shout out to, or what, you know, give your thoughts about what you didn't like, you know, in the NCAA tournaments, the Grammys, the Oscars, or you want to exab- elaborate on the whole Slapgate thing. Now uh, hit me up. Heard that was Marisa.com. I'm also on Twitter at lovely Marisa T on Instagram, Marisa Tigney podcast on there, as well as Facebook, hit me up on my page. I would love to hear from you. And I appreciate you checking me out today on this podcast. And you know what, it's crazy out there in this world, but you know what? We got each other. We have to take care of one another. So as I always end the show, take care and stay safe. Being in the know of new episodes that are coming up on the podcast at HeardThatWithMarisa.com. I'm also available on Instagram at Marisa Tigney podcast, on Twitter at LovelyMarisaT, as well as Facebook on a social media page, Heard that With Marisa Tigney. I appreciate your continued support.